Welcome to The Dream Season, a podcast for entrepreneurs, writers, and creatives of all kinds looking to finally find some balance in your life so you can get back to enjoying the things you love and even the things you don't love but have to do anyway. I'm your host, Holly Ostara, and together we're going to bring delight, inspiration, and sustainability to your creative flow one season at a time. So let's make this the season of your dreams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Dream Season. This is a really special episode today because for the first time since the podcast started, we are actually starting a brand new season. So today marks the autumn equinox here in the Northern Hemisphere, and it is the day that uh, we shift from summer into fall officially. It's a really exciting time because we are moving into the season of flow. So today we're going to talk about what this season's energy brings to us, how we can use it in our work and our play and our passion projects and our creative pursuits, how we can harness productivity during this time, how we can find balance during this time, what options we have for seeking inspiration, and how we can just make this a really enjoyable, productive, and peaceful time for us this year. So let's just jump right in. Starting off, let's talk about what this season actually is. So if we start with winter being the first season of the year, winter is the dream season, the season when we get our big ideas, our pie-in-the-sky thoughts and, and dreams and vision boarding and things like that. And we make a plan for what we want to accomplish. This is when ideas spark very easily. And then in spring, we get the motivation and the inspiration and the drive to start putting those ideas into motion. That's the magic season when we really create a lot of magic and everything feels like it's moving magically. All of our dreams and ideas and visions that we have been thinking on all winter seem to come really fast and we make a lot of progress. Then we move into summer, which is the grow season. And just like a crop, our magical ideas that we've set in motion in the spring are growing steadily, but they may not need much work from us to continue growing. And in fact, we might not want to put too much effort into it for fear of overwatering and thus killing the dream. Summer is a time when we need to allow our body to recharge. We need to relax. We need to spend time outdoors with friends and family. And we need to give our brains kind of that break between all the hard work we've been doing mentally in the winter and the spring. But now we're at the end of summer and we're moving into autumn, which is the flow season. So we started with dreams. We went into magic. We had the summer of growing. And now we're in autumn's flowing. This is when flow states come really easy to us creatives. And there's a reason for this. Psychologically, there is a reason for this. The reason is that we feel this internal desire, this kind of innate sense that 
winter is approaching, it's time to get cozy. We're starting to wind things down. And by winding things down, it's a lot easier to check off to-do lists. Big projects come a lot easier. Think for writers, NaNoWriMo in November, it's a lot easier to write a book in November than it is in July, for example. Anybody who's tried to do Camp NaNoWriMo, which is, I think, in June, knows that it's much more difficult in early summer, late spring than it is in the fall time because fall is just time for flow. And that's when we just get into that flow season, that flow state really, really easily. It's a time when we can accomplish things and really put the final touches on a project. And it is also the culmination of a whole year's worth of dreaming, magic, growing, and doing. So this is the time, starting now, when if you've been feeling like, oh gosh, I made all these resolutions at New Year's and none of them have come true yet. I haven't hit any of my revenue goals. I haven't hit any of my creative goals this year. I don't, what have I done with a whole year? Well, for one, stop thinking that because it's not helpful. And two, stop thinking that because it is uh, an, an accurate way to judge ourselves and to look at our the way that we work as humans. We are cyclical creatures. We may not go into a cave and hibernate like a bear, but we do have these differences in energy throughout the year. Think of people who get seasonal affective disorder, which is so common in the wintertime where the lack of sunlight makes you feel so much slower and sadder because there's just not enough light. And that is a great time to go inwards in the winter time. Here in the autumn and the fall, we're building up to that. We still have sunlight for now, but as the season progresses, it's going to get gray. It's going to get a little darker. The mornings will be darker. We'll be waking up already here. We're waking up and it's still kind of dark outside. We have to get up to get everybody ready for school. And so we are moving. We are in this transitional season, moving towards this season of inner hibernation. But if we look at the, the year as a whole, it's an alchemical journey. We start with the chaotic energy and wild imagination of winter. And we move through the year into the culmination of all these different types of energy. And turning those initial pie-in-the-sky ideas and dreams into gold, we are going to finally find that gold this fall. So if you've been feeling bad because you haven't met your goals this year, if you've been feeling like you are a failure at your business, at your creative projects, at whatever, stop. Because this is the season when you are going to get the most done. It is the season when you're going to get the most done. And you are going to come out of the season feeling like you have accomplished a whole year's worth of, of projects in just a couple of months. But that won't actually be the case because you started these projects in the winter. You started them this past winter. And after the autumn, you're going to start a whole new set of projects. How do we harness this energy? How do we make the most of this autumn flow state energy? One of the best things we can do is to 
embrace this cold, cooler weather, embrace these earlier sunsets and these later sunrises, and start a little miracle morning. I'm actually reading Miracle Morning right now, and it's something that I put off for, when, when did it come out? I think 2011 or 2012 originally. So I'm 11 or 12 years late reading this book. And I put it off for a long time because I didn't want to be a morning person. I thought it would be hard. I thought it would be difficult. But when the sun starts rising later in the day because of how the earth is changing and where we are in our rotation around the sun, we are starting with darker days. We are starting with more quiet days. This is an opportunity to start your days with solitude and silence and reflection. And those things are so, so very important to finding the flow state. If you don't give your mind time to create those moments of, of inner, inner thought, inner peace, then you're not going to allow yourself that opportunity to go into the flow state. It's going to be difficult to get into the flow state because task switching is something that none of us humans do very well. If we're going from busy, 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 breakfast, late, snooze through three alarms, and now we're scrambling to eat like a granola bar on, in the car on the way, then we don't have that time to set out our plan for the day. We don't have that time to clear our brains of all of these many, like many M-I-N-I stressors, and we don't have the ability to move into that flow state easily. So if you want to really embrace that flow state, then start embracing your mornings. If you embrace your mornings and allow yourselves, you know, 15 minutes early when nobody else is talking to you and nobody else is asking something from you to clear your mind and mentally plan out the top two or three things you want to accomplish today, then you will be able to accomplish those things. It will just happen so much easier. We also need to find balance during the season. It's a season of transition. And one of the ways that we can find balance is to create routines and rituals. This is a beautiful season for rituals because of the cozy factor. The cozy factor gives you that, um, that desire for things that are ritual-esque. And if you take the opportunity to create rituals around the work that you want to accomplish, then it will come to you a lot easier. Now, if you are one of my entrepreneurs who are wanting to write a book to grow your business, to bring in more clients, to get uh, more authority in your niche and to strengthen your name and to get more speaking opportunities, more media opportunities, if you have been thinking about writing a book for a while, and just haven't put it on your to-do list or it just hasn't made it to the top of your to-do list, this is a really excellent time for you to start planning that book out. So um, I'll just do a generalized kind of steps that you need to go through to start writing a book. The first thing you're going to need to do is to plan that book. And what do you do to plan the book? First, you want to mind map out some ideas that you have thought about for your book. It needs to be related to your business. It needs to be relevant to your target audience. Do some research on other published books. See what's selling. See what is missing in the market. So if you're writing a book about, let's see, yoga practices that 
help you o- overcome stress. Then you want to look at what other books in the yoga sphere and in the overcoming stress sphere are there. If there's already books about yoga for overcoming stress, which there are, look at those books and see what people are saying, uh, wonderful additions to those books, and see what they're also saying are missing from those books. What are people not finding already available? It's really important for you to know your comp books. Comps are complementary or competitor books. It's sometimes said both ways. And you can think of them as books that your ideal reader might buy instead of your book or might buy in addition to your book. So they could be complementary to your book, but they could also be a direct competitor. And you want books like that to exist because it shows that there is a market for your book. If you don't have any comps, then either you are a time traveler from the future bringing back technology that we haven't yet invented and won't invent for another 200 years, or you do not have a target audience. There is no market for your book. So position your book in this Venn diagram of competitors and complementary books. Carve out your mini niche. So start there with the planning. Are you a spirited, spectacular woman with a message, method, or framework that would change lives if only more people knew of it? Are you ready to grow your audience, strengthen your authority, and attract more clients through publishing a book? If so, it's time to bring your book idea to life. As a book coach who specializes in working with passionate, purpose-driven women, I can help you successfully write and publish your first or next book. Through a customized blend of strategy, accountability, writing prompts, and sisterhood, I will guide you to clarify your book vision to attract the right readers, structure your book so that it sends your readers on an exciting heroine's journey that makes them take action when they finish reading, create an energizing writing routine, even if you don't consider yourself a writer, maintain focus amidst distractions so that you get it done in half the time, query your book proposal to agents and publishers with authority, or self-publish your book with confidence, and make an impact with your book post-launch. Don't let your book stay trapped inside you any longer. Let's get your wisdom out into the world. Visit booksandalchemy.com slash coaching to learn more about my personalized book coaching services for women who are ready to elevate their reach and impact and get more clients doing it. This is your season. Let's show the world. You're also going to want to organize your book. You want to have a journey for your reader, a hero's journey or a heroine's journey that takes them from where they are now to where they want to be when they finish in, when they finish your book and where do they want to be. That's the promise that you are offering them if they buy your book. You say, I promise that you will be able to get three times more clients by email within 30 days if you read this book. Well, by the end of the journey, that should be what you have taught them. Now, you also want to make sure that you don't give away the fun because while they need to understand why this work is valuable, they don't have your years of experience. They don't have your education, your wisdom around this topic, and they will likely need you too. So it's a great opportunity to give people an introduction to what you do. And it also helps them to see that you know what you're talking about, that you are legitimate, that you are an authority in this space and that you can actually help them. So that's one way that you can use the flow state for fall. If you're planning your book, you can start 
uh, these mini, M-I-N-I projects, these mini projects around um, planning, organizing, and beginning to write your book. Fall or autumn is also a really great time to collaborate with other people. It's this societal generational memory of all of us coming together for the harvest. And this reminds us, all of us entrepreneurs, that this is the time of abundance. The fall is a time of plenty and abundance, a cornucopia. It's a great time to build a community, to reach out with other people, maybe who are on your Dream 100 list, to maybe do a summit or a mini podcast, how you interview other people, or some sort of fall festival for people in your business niche. How can you work together so that you all grow? Now, something uh, as a little aside on this is we have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, all of those coming up in late November. And what your stance is on that needs to reflect your business. A lot of people are doing Slovember. I am personally a Slovember supporter. And this is a great time to start planning what you might do for your community during Slovember, Black Friday. Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, all the rest. So think about how you can integrate this into your Q3 plans. You also need to prepare yourself, your mind, your body for the changing of temperatures. So colder weather leads us inward. We want to be cozy. We want to be outside less. Most of us, I have a friend who likes to be outside more, the colder it is, the more she wants to be out there. I don't know what kind of strange creature she is, but I am the exact opposite, so it's not me. Um, but for most of us, cold weather makes us go inward. We want the fireplace crackling. We want the cozy blanket. We want the candles burning. We want all of these cozy books to read and, and to watch leaves fall, things like that. Well, as entrepreneurs, we can get our minds and our bodies ready for this transition and this and going inwards through maintaining an, a meditation practice or creating a, a cooking practice. Maybe if you don't like cooking near the summer, which I don't, you might find cooking in the autumn and the winter more enjoyable. It's also a great time to stay on top of your journaling or start a journaling practice if you don't already have one. Um, these things help you get the noise out, all, even the cooking. It helps you get the noise out of your mind so that you can focus on that flow state, writing down the things that are troubling you, your worries, the things that you need to get done, put them, write them down, put them on paper so your brain can let go of them and then focus on your top priority only. So I used to be a type of person who would write down literally everything I had to do on today's to-do list. It could be 25, 35, 40 items long. And somehow I thought I had a real chance of accomplishing any of those when I'm sure you can all guess that I accomplished probably zero of them on most days because seeing so many things in front of me overwhelmed me. And we are all like that seeing so many tasks 
gives us decision fatigue because we don't know where to start. And oftentimes we will end up trying to check off many small items instead of one big item that might move the needle forward in actuality. So you might check off things like make an appointment with a dog groomer and (laughs) buy bananas. And these are things that you could feel accomplished because you check them off. But at the end of the day, have they actually helped you? So what you should actually be doing is putting down everything that's on your mind, any worry you have that's on your mind, any item that you know you need need to get done on your mind, something you need to delegate, anything that's on your mind, make a huge list. And then at the beginning of the day, look at that list and pull out one or two, maybe three things max that you have to get done, the most important things. And put them in order on your daily to-do list. Do not look at the big list. Only look at the big list at the beginning of a new week when you're ready to pull out more things to do. So doing that will also allow you to get better, to get into the flow state better, because you are giving your mind the ability to focus on only what's important. And you're removing the decision fatigue and you're removing the, the noise that's going to clutter up your thinking. What are some rituals that you could do to start this autumn season. And what am I going to do to start this autumn season? So glad you asked. Okay, so something you might do if you haven't done this already is you could create an autumn vision board. We all know how to make vision boards. You could do it on Pinterest. You can do it in Canva and put it as a background in your phone, which is what I do. You could do it with magazines and, and put it on an actual cork board in your, on your wall. Um, you're, just, you're looking for inspiring images, words, quotes, places, things um, that in, that represent the vision you want to accomplish by the end of this flow season. Let this let this visualization of goals clarify you and focus you as you move into the fall. You could go for a walk in your neighborhood if you have a, have a pretty neighborhood or a hike in nature if you are looking for um, a very visual aesthetic slide, slide, slide into nature. It, wait, if you're looking for a very visual and aesthetic slide into the autumn season, I could have said that better. I'm sorry. Because it's the equinox, which is a time when the, the day and the night are equal, you know, this only happens twice a year, and the day and the night are equal here on this day. You could do a little bit of reflection on this day, a meditation session, followed by um, some journaling, maybe light some candles, play some reflective music, and create your own ritual of renewal. It could be releasing the past energy, the energy of summer, and welcoming this energy of fall. Now, these are things that I could give you a prescribed step-by-step ritual for, but I don't want to do that because I want you to create something that is meaningful for you. And what does it even mean to have a ritual? It's, you know, it's going to be a series of steps that are all meaningful to you and they're going to have a journey. So prior to doing the ritual, you're in your starting place, your late summer energy. By the end of the ritual, you've embraced this autumn flow energy. So you could Start a gratitude journal if you haven't already, because it's a great season for gratitude, especially if you're in the United States or Canada, where we have holidays around gratitude in the autumn. 
You could make a little spell jar, maybe an intention elixir. Put some fall fruit, fall herbs. Maybe we don't do fruit. They might, they might spoil essential oils. You could build an altar for autumn so that every day you look at something and it reminds you of autumn. And when I say building an altar for autumn, we don't have to uh, get too deep with this. It could just be a display on top of your dresser or your kitchen table with some pumpkins and leaves and colors that remind you of autumn. You could diffuse essential oils that remind you of autumn. If you just want your house to smell like pumpkin spice latte all autumn long, you go for that. Now, what am I going to be doing? Well, I'm going to be doing a brain dump of all of the goals that I want to finish that I have already started or I dreamed up in my original vision board at the beginning of the year in the winter and that I have been slowly working towards or that I've maybe forgotten altogether and failed to do anything about. So I'm going to take the ones that are most important and I'm going to list those goals out because this is my last big push for really accomplishing a lot here in 2023. After this big push in the autumn, we're going to come into the really busy winter months. You know, winter starts around the 20th or 21st, 22nd of December. And beyond that, we have 2024. So this is really our last big push to finish things. And there's going to be a lot of holidays here in the United States, at least for for us to work around and think around, but it's still our last big shot. And I'm going to look at the ones that are most important to me. And maybe my goals have changed for some of these over the year, and that's okay. So the ones that have changed, I will either scratch them off altogether, or I will reconfigure them so they match what I actually want to do. I will prioritize them. Then I will start breaking them down into chunks I can work with. And those chunks that I can work with will become my new daily tasks. Anything that has been on my maybe someday list or things that I've just put down on paper to think about at some point in the future, those will get pushed into 2024's maybe someday list. And in the winter, when we start the dream season, and I do this again, I start my vision board again, I start thinking up and dreaming up what I want to actually happen. I'll review those again and decide, do I want to do them? And if I don't want to do them, I may scratch them off forever because I may realize I've been carrying these things forward for two, three years, and they are just not relevant. They are something I'm never going to do. I'm never going to delegate. I'm never going to care enough about. And you have to ask yourself, what is the best use of your time, your energy, and your emotions? What is the best use of your time? energy, and emotions? That is a question we need to be asking ourselves every day. When you plan your day, you should be asking yourself, what is the best use of my time, energy, and emotions? If you've got something that's just continuously never the best use of either of those, none of those things, then it might be time to declutter your list and scratch that off. So I've been rambling on for a while now, and I won't I won't go too much longer. I'm just going to wrap things up by saying this is your time to, oh, I'm not going to say time to shine because there's not a lot of shining going on in the fall. It's your time to flow. This is the time to make yourself proud of yourself and to accomplish what you want to accomplish and to remember 
also that you have the capability to accomplish all of these goals. Just because you didn't get them done in in the, the first part of the year or in the middle part of the year doesn't mean you're a failure because those were not the right times for you to finish really big projects. Now, that doesn't mean to say some projects won't get finished in spring or summer. Sometimes it just happens that way, either because of the size of them or because you started them in a previous time and that's just when they rolled into it. But for the most part, this is our season of completion. This is our season of flow. We complete the cycle here in the fall. So what cycles are you going to complete this season? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Dream Season. I've got just one thing to ask of you. Please, please, please leave a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. All you need to do is select a star rating, and I hope it's five stars, but please be honest, and tap, type, or even voice to text one or two sentences about your experience listening, something you learned, or something you loved. This is the single most important thing you can do to help this podcast succeed. And as a thank you to anyone who leaves a review today, I will send you a free audio guided visualization for each season so you can find your creativity no matter the season. Just email a screenshot of your review to hello at booksandalchemy.com and I'll send you the visualization. Thank you again for listening. And remember, no matter the season, remember to dream.